Ireland team's vaccine passports are on the way. There is a very strong signal from Michael Gove, the Cabinet Office Minister, writing in the Sunday Telegraph that the government is looking very closely at them and they have lots of advantages. Ireland team's vaccine passports. I don't need those rocks, a second-hand car, and a new pair of socks. I want liberty without conditions. So, Chasing Descent comes to you from the depths of France. It's 30 degrees right now. It's ah. what, 8 o'clock. The sun is splitting the sky. In fact, it's too hot. We've been fried out of our tin box, and as you can see... I'm sitting in a room, a real, actual room. And now I understand how the French can do this. Because <laughs> it's a stone house and it doesn't get that hot during the day. It's probably about 18, 19 degrees in here, which is more than bearable. Yeah, that's, that sounds good. I mean, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a 50, 60-year-old house, so we're talking, you know, proper bricks, mortar, yeah. stone house. And it doesn't get too hot in here. It, 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 it doesn't. That's good, that's good. So, anyway, back to the introduction. It's Chasing Descent from the depths of France, and it's Ben with Descent Media from an undisclosed location in England. <laughs> it's a cupboard. Let's face it, it's a cupboard. I'm in a cupboard. <laughs> well, it could be worse. It could have been a toilet. Uh, well, that's what we intend to do with it once I've finished using it as my studio. Oh, I've just been delivered... The statutory glass of wine for the podcast. <laughs> I have the unopened can of Coke. <laughs> I don't know if anybody can see, but I, I don't drink alcohol. Good evening, the chat. Good evening, Chrissy. Good evening, Shalini. And good evening, Lisa, so far. Uh, others will join in as we go. Um, before we even start getting into anything or anything or anything, I want to remind you about uh, something you told me to remind you about, which was a story about Free oh, doses jab. of the jabs. Yeah, well, we were um, we were round at acquaintances' uh, house last week. Yeah, and um, they were they were English, and they'd come over with already one of the jabs done, and then they got into the French system and they got another jab, and now they're going for the third jab. Excuse me. Yeah. Are they not just going to sort of step back and say, "Come on, guys, we've already had two now"? Yeah, I, I sometimes, well, you know what it's like. You meet people that are jab crazy, and think it's the the the, the ticket that's jab. going to jab, yeah, jab. And then <laughs> then you meet people that have actually woken up. So there are people out there getting three or more jabs. Um, so that that kind of starts to explain some of the Gibraltar thing. Well, I, I think, was going to uh, say because you shared me some you shared me some data earlier on. Yeah. In Gibraltar, that's it, there is uh, two hundred and thirty jabs per one hundred of population, which yeah. means that one third of the population of Gibraltar, in order to get to that figure, one third of that population must have had free. Or or those that work in Gibraltar but live in Spain. Are getting yeah. jabbed in Gibraltar, and I think that's quite a high percentage as well. Okay, so they're they're using the because the, Gibraltar is a British territory, isn't it? Yeah. So they're using but, the the British system to get a jab, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, because the Spanish ones, you know, you know what Spain's like. They're they're yeah. slower at the rollout. But having said that, that wasn't the point of the the data. The data was 
the point of the data was that the UK isn't the most vaccinated country in the world. Well, well, well I, I guess, uh, no, it's not. I mean, it's definitely up there. I mean, we've done like 70 million, apparently. Yeah, we've, we've done like well, the, the thing is, I could, I could, I, I actually, right, I haven't mentioned this on social media at all today, but I got so I, I'm, I'm not having these jabs for medical reasons. We've, we've discussed it with my doctor, um, but but yeah, that that's supposed to have been the end of it. But I got a phone call today from uh, my local jab center asking me when I was going to book my appointment, and I said, well, well I'm not. I said, I, I'm not. You, you know, you, you need to look up my medical records. Um, but apparently, apparently they uh, they didn't look, and uh, I ended up in, in quite a bit of a heated argument um, with them because uh, I just turned around to them and I said, "You're you're now harassing me. Mm-hmm. I've I've spoken to people at length about this, um, but but." Um, they didn't seem to be too bothered by all of the because I started getting into it. I said to you, have you not seen all of the adverse reactions that are being caused by these? Uh, and she said, well, I haven't really done any research into it. I said, well, you're the one giving out the fucking appointments, woman. <laughs> what do you mean you're not doing any research into it? I said, I said, I, 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 I said to her, I said to her, like, um, are you informing people that there could be adverse reactions when you're booking them in? And she said, that's not my job. If, if people want to know more about the jabs, they can research themselves. Oh, my God. This well, is genuine. But yeah, but that's the problem. Everybody, nobody will do their own research. Everybody just wants led by the hand. They want spoon-fed. They're going to turn up. They're going to get jabbed. They're going to get, you know, they're going to do the jabbing or whatever. Yeah, nobody cares. You know, nobody, everybody thinks, oh, the government's got my best interest at heart. But I think if anything, if anything, history proves that the government never has your best interest at heart. It has its own best interests at heart. Absolutely. I mean, nothing, nothing more, uh, nothing more apparent when, when saying that they, they kind of have their own sort of best interests at heart than then looking at the G7 these past few days. <laughs> OK, let's 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 talk about the G7. Let's so, do it. Let's talk about the G7. So um, these guys turn up in Cornwall, yeah? yeah? I take it most of them flew in. They, yeah, they all flew in. Boris yeah. Johnson even flew in from fucking London. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And he took his wife. Why did he take his wife to the G7? I don't understand So she that. could be the first lady of Britain. Oh, uh, the first lady of Britain. Yeah, somebody tweeted today about how she was the hottest G7 wife, and I thought, oh, my God. That's like... That's like saying, you know, that's a standout piglet amongst that litter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not allowed to say things like that anymore, John. We can say anything we like because we're, we're not funded. Yeah, no, this is true. This is true. And we'll go into that later. But let's talk about the G7. So what's happening at the G7? Um, I thought the G7 was an economic forum, but it appears to be that they're, they're concerned more with climate than anything else. Yeah, is this yeah. true? Well, this, uh, well, I haven't actually looked into really what they've been talking about, but but it does appear that they've been having climate change roundtables and how to avoid the next pandemic. Yeah. Oh, well, there's the, there's the one that's an absolute cracker. That came out last night, didn't it? So they're going to try and develop vaccines to avoid va- uh, to avoid viruses jumping species. So you're going to create a vaccine for a virus that doesn't exist until yeah. it jumps the species by 
I don't know how the hell that's going to work. Well, it's that, not. I mean, I, I consider myself to be reasonably intelligent. Um, I have two degrees, one a master's. Um, I've, I've, I've a keen follower of science, and I have an inquiring and quizzical mind, and yet I can't figure out how you can make something that, you know, to prevent something that hasn't happened. Uh, you, 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 the simple answer is you can't. Yeah. yeah. That's the simple answer. And if they, tr if they try to tell you that they have and they ask you to inject yourself with it or they're going to inject you with it, be very suspicious of what they're trying to put in you. Because uh, the very, very least sinister uh, place is that it's just snake oil. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it's it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing the things they want to do. I mean, none of these people sitting around that table have the fucking slightest idea about medical science. None of them. Right? I, I I would go further. I would say none of them have the slightest idea about most things. Because yeah, I would agree. They they appear to be completely divorced from reality. And and Johnson himself has nothing like. Nothing but an incoherent babbling baboon. The guy can't yes. he can't string two words together. I thought Biden was bad, but you know Johnson's not far behind them. Now we got Biden, don't we? I'm in a swimming pool and I got hairy legs, and my legs go blonde in the sun. The kids love my legs. And then Johnson, yeah. oh, oh Joseph, Joseph, that's that's a, that's a frightfully brilliant, biffling, spiffing story. What the fuck are you on about, Alexander? What the fuck are you on about? I know. So um, the, I've seen the photographs. I've seen the, the them socially distancing for their fo their official photographs, and then I've seen them mixing and matching and no masks. No masks. But, but the disturbing thing is all the staff standing to attention in the background. We've asked them. You know, it's, I mean, it's obviously warm in Cornwall as well. Yeah. It's a beautiful sunny day. They're standing outside in the baking sun and these poor guys are wearing masks. The whole thing is ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. Exactly. And very much and very much and reinforces that two tier system, doesn't it? Of you know, course they... it does. It's it's one rule for us and one rule for the serfs around us um serving us our drinks. It's yep. it's 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 disturbing more than anything else. It's I, I just look at some of these pictures and I'm cringing. I, I'm I'm not celebrating all oh, unity G7, right? I'm cringing. I'm looking at these seven leaders who have systematically fucked the world economy. They have absolutely destroyed uh, our our individual countries. I mean, Japan kind of not so much, right? But um, yeah, mm -hmm. they they have made they they are blaming virus for something they did. Um, yeah. They. They implemented these lockdowns. Yeah, they yeah. implemented these rules. A virus did not do this. A virus has not destroyed the pub up the road. Their restrictions have. And that's you're exactly right. And that's the point I always make when people say, you know, is it because of coronavirus that your business has gone bust or you're struggling or whatever? And I goes, no, it's because of the government restrictions that they've implemented yeah. without lawful authority. That's yes. why my business has gone bust. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? We need to keep hammering those points home, and we can't let people—we uh, can't let people accept the use of language 
this is coronavirus is to blame for this. COVID-19 is to blame for this. No. no. Alexander Johnson in this country, Nicola Sturgeon, Mark Drakeford, and whoever the fuck rules Northern Ireland at the moment <laughs> are, are, are responsible <laughs> for it. Yeah. It's it's that simple. Uh, you know, we can go so far as Matt Hancock and whoever the fuck, uh, that D- Divi um, Schrider, whoever is advising yeah. Cranky oh, up there. Yeah. Um, uh, these people are responsible. The, the, no virus is responsible. It is the human beings who have made the decision. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's all down to them. And it's them that have screwed everything up. And they're continuing to do so because I hear that it's not going to be released. No, we're uh, not. We're not. Lock. We're not so, being released on June the 21st. How do I feel about that? Right. Well, first of all, uh, uh, we have to come come from the perspective of I'm not a person who's ever followed these rules. So they're meaningless to me, uh, so to speak. But there are things that I still can't do with my children. There are local soft play centres and stuff that can open but refuse to because they're not viable. Um, pubs, about 40% of pubs are not open, even though they can be, because they are still not viable. They can't trade. Um, how I personally feel is 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 irrelevant because what I feel for are the people that are continuing to suffer, the the old people locked in their care homes, the people who are still going without NHS treatment, NHS service, and it's in the fucking millions on a daily basis. Uh, it's the people who own these small to medium enterprises who are being absolutely fucked, like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's. Uh, how I personally feel about it is it's nothing in comparison to these people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've tried at Descent Media, uh, Ministry of Descent, whatever you wanted to call me over this last year, to give voice to those people. I've tried to speak out for those people. I've tried to make sure those people are heard. And you know what? I've been fucking called evil for it, John, for an entire yeah. year. I have been called evil for it yeah. you know when i'm speaking up for old people who i'm seeing on video crying begging to see their family that's evil when i'm speaking up for cancer patients who are missed who were, who missed a diagnosis to the tune of 1300 a day when mm-hmm. you compare 2020 to 2019 that's evil yeah. uh, and i i just i i can't with with humanity at the moment it's just it's a bit beggar's belief that so many people are still going to sit by and support it is also what beggar's belief. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole thing is crazy. Uh, and again, we're back to people won't do any kind of research. They won't no. look into the facts behind it and they won't no. listen. No, they won't. They won't listen. Um, and, you know, I saw someone earlier on, I was, I was having a little conversation with someone on Twitter who said, um, we've got to get some of the blue ticks to start um, start talking out because their reach is huge, right? My little four and a half thousand follower Twitter account, right? Obviously my second mm. Twitter account down from my much larger one. But this one here, we can go on my Twitter analytics. I get a reach uh, impression of nearly two million a month. Yeah. Right? And, and still that's not enough. You know, <laughs> it's, it's still not enough. And... I, I agree that these people, these blue ticks, I, I mean, there must be loads of them that feel exactly as we do. They're just so, they're, they're just pussies. Let me just yeah. say it, is they are pussies and they will not say anything. Yeah. But it, we, we could use their reach. We absolutely could use 
their reach. Um, I mean, I've got a, a woman in my chat right now. Her, her name is Lisa, right? She has cancer. Her dad died from what they told her was COVID. And her mother has dementia and keeps getting passed from pillar to post from mental health units to care homes. And she's just put in the chat here, had a few distressful phone calls off my mum today. It's so draining. And, you know, even though she has power of attorney over her mother, um, she can't just go and see her mother. It's yeah. it's 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 mind bending. And I mean, she she thinks she's worried. She's only got three years left on this planet maximum herself because of her cancer mm -hmm. and, and she's sitting there you know they're taking another month someone will turn around to this woman and say oh it's just another month well it's just another month for what she's got left it's 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 ludicrous that these people will support this it's ludicrous yeah it is and i mean the, the mental health and the physical toll that's taken on people is is ridiculous Anyway, so it's been a big, uh, a big week for Chasing Liberty. What's happened? So we've, um, hold on a minute, I've lost my screen. Two seconds. I That's better. Oh, I can see no, no, I, I, it was just a, a window popped up for some obscure reason. So <clears throat> we, um, we have rented a house. Oh, are you in so, it now? No, no. We are in a friend's house just now, and I will I will give you the story about that as well because okay. it's um, it's quite interesting and it's, it's COVID relevant. Okay. So, so um, we the the heat here is just too much to live in the the camper, and yeah. there's four of us and we're we're falling over each other. So we have found a three bedroom house in a French village, and we shall be renting that for at least the next six months. So the next one should be coming from there. We get it on Wednesday. That's why oh. I was a bit quiet on Twitter last week um, because we've been pretty busy. So that's that. And off the princely sum of 400 euros a month, which isn't that's bad. That's not too bad at all, is it, for a three-bedroom house? That's 100 euros a week. Yeah, yeah. So that's not bad. Um, and, and the people that are renting it to us are um, an English couple. And it was a joy because when we turned up to view it, the guy came out, no mask on, shook my hand. We went round, we did the whole viewing, no masks, nothing. We then phoned him the next day and said, yeah, we'll take it. So he says, come round to the house, rented his house, no masks, nothing. Met his wife, who then said, this is all planned. This was all planned in 2018. <laughs> yes. I, the COVID. So they're awake as well. So that was quite good. So, um... They they stay in the same village, so I've no doubt that we'll um, we'll see them some evenings um, yeah. for some for some chat because they're very much awake. So that's good. So it's good to meet people that are on both sides of the fence. So the people whose house we're in just now is we are currently have the the chasing liberty vehicle parked in there. Um, they have some pitches for motorhomes, so we're packed in one of them. Was and, this where you we, were last week? Yeah, this is where we were last week. These are people we met at the French lessons. Yes. And we've hit it off, so we've actually developed quite a good friendship. Now, they had to go to Spain yesterday. All right. Because the woman was selling her apartment, um, to I think, to partially fund this bed and breakfast that they've got, you know, with pitches. Yeah. Type thing. So they had to go to Spain, so we're, we're house-sitting, effectively, and looking after the chickens, so... You're, you keep falling into fucking houses, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you but it's just... only for... 
That's all they're for. My fan just fell off, but you just travel around France, fucking house sitting left, right, and centre for whoever you can, whoever you can muster up a house sit from. You, I'll look after your chickens. I will. I'll look after your chickens. It's only for a few days. I mean, they'll be back on Wednesday, I think, or Tuesday or Wednesday, and and that's a good timing because we get to sleep in the the stone house. Yeah, uh, and and look after the chickens, and then and and reap the the pro, the benefits, which are eggs every morning. So there's yeah. at least at least four eggs from I think there's about ten chickens here. So we I'll get at least you, four. I'll, I'll tell you a story about chickens, right? I'll tell I'll tell I'll tell you a story about chickens. Oh, but, so, but, but, wait, wait, tell me the story about chickens in a minute. So these people had to go to Spain, and they're like, so we need to get a PCR test before we go to Spain, and then we need to get a PCR test back. And I said, do you? And they said yes. And I goes, but you're driving to Spain. But why says, would you? Oh, I know. I says, I guarantee there's no border. And they're like, no, we've heard the people being stopped and checked and things like that. And I goes, okay. So they went down to the the uh, the lab. So there's a lab a lab in one of the nearby towns. Yeah. And we went with them. We were sitting in the back. I've actually got photos of people as well getting PCR tests outside. <laughs> okay. In a wooden bus stop, by the looks of things. Perfect. That's where you go for your scientific, yeah. uh, sterile environment. Well, so we came round. We came round to this lab. They parked in the car park, and we're, there's this wooden bus stop thing down the bottom. And we thought, oh, I wonder what's going on there. And then this woman came out and started setting up a table on it. She was dressed as if she was fighting Ebola. Okay. White apron, she had uh, uh, headgear, she had glove, blue gloves on, she had a visor and a mask. Oh, fucking so hell. She was done up to the nines. So she, she starts setting up this table and getting all her, her swabs and things out. Um, and meanwhile, um, the 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 woman of the couple is in the queue waiting to get tested. And the queue is mainly English stroke Scottish people because she had a chat yeah. with them. So it's mainly people going back to the UK that are queuing for these tests. So it was 70 euros if you weren't a resident and I think 50 if you were a resident but didn't have a residency card and it was free if you had a residency card. Okay. So anyway, um, she's in the queue for that. Guy comes out, walks around to get tested, sits in the chair in the corner and she puts him in the chair in the corner of the bus stop. Gets into the chair. Right in the corner. And his head's right back up against the, the wood. <laughs> and at that point, I'm like, oh, I feel a bit sick, actually. <laughs> let's, let's put it this way. The guy's eyes were watering when he when she finished. So one one in the throat, and then the same one goes into your nose and touches your brain. Yeah. So anyway, enough of that. So that bit was done. And, yeah. and that was fine. And, you you know, you, should, you sort of break the swab and put it in the thing, bundle it up. Okay. Sounds good. Then she starts pulling disposable gloves. <laughs> yeah. Then she starts pulling disposable gloves out the box and right. lining them up. But she's still wearing the gloves she used to test the first guy. Right. So, I mean, I thought the whole idea of these boxes of, you know... No cross-contamination. Set out gloves was you pulled them out as you needed them. But no, yeah. she's pulling the gloves out with the already contaminated gloves. Yeah. And then lining them up on the table so she can change them easily without having to pull them out of the box. 
I thought, this doesn't seem like the way to be running some sort of clinical test. No. <laughs> so anyway, that was that. And they got the results back um, the same evening. So I don't think that would have happened in the UK, but well, I might be wrong. Um, they, they got a text that evening saying they were both negative, so they shot off to Spain. And I I got a text from them in the, the drive in Spain, and I said, and how was the border? And they said, we didn't even notice. We just drove right through it and didn't know there was a border there. Cause there exactly. Well, no stops, no checks. Exactly. So that's exactly what happened there. Well, no big shock, I will say that. It's, it's the same as if you tried to re-enter the UK. They couldn't stop you. They couldn't, yeah. Regardless of whether or not you had a test, they could not stop you re-entering the UK because you're a citizen. You're a British citizen. They can't stop you. They could try. They could have a go at you. And yeah. you could just turn around and say, oh, sorry, I, I don't consent. That's all you got to do. Yeah. I, don't, I don't consent. I'm going well, home. Fuck you. That's kind of what happened the last time when we came back from our recce run because we went to we went to France on our recce run in July, August 2020. Yeah. And when we came back, the guy stopped us at the border and, or, you you know, coming off the ferry, you get stopped at the border. And he goes, um, have you done your track and trace locator form? And I goes, yeah, no. I said, no, I haven't done that yet. Um, I thought he had 48 hours to do it once you get home. And he's going, no, you have to do it 48 hours before you get home. And I goes, oh, well, I haven't done it. And he's going, well, will you do it when you're going up the road? And I said, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I drove back across, uh, it was early November, I drove, I drove, came, came, came back across via the Euro Tunnel and uh, got to got to the old window, the French side, and you know, handed over the old passports. Not a mention of it. Not a mention of it. And that at that point, we were, when you drove over, July, August time, no quarantine required when you no. came back from France. Whereas when I drove over, it was mandatory two-week quarantine and yet, still, they didn't ask. So, uh, but the two people that I was with had um, absolutely done their their passenger locator forms, and uh, I I had been advising them all week to just write that we were in Germany, um, because how how yeah, because France was France was a prohibited zone, wasn't it? But Germany wasn't, and the rules dictated that you were allowed to drive through France coming back from Germany without quarantine. But they 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 chickened out and were, were not going to do that. So I said, well, why don't you do what I'm going to do, which is not fill out the locator at all. Uh, uh, and then when you get to the border, if you're asked for it, play dumb and say, yeah, I'll do it now. And uh, But no, they filled it out. Fair enough, whatever. Um, and but none of us were asked when we got back to to the border. Mm -hmm. We just weren't asked because you're supposed to produce the number. You're supposed to they're supposed to check it, mm -hmm. um, and we weren't asked. And and I flew to France in August last year as well. No mask on the plane, by the way. Yeah. But um, but but I, but I flew to and when I got back, I once again did not fill out the locator. I know no quarantine was required at this point, but the locator was. And the person I was with, he flew out of a different airport, but he flew back and he was like, oh, no, oh, look at him. He's holding his wine glass up to say, top me up, woman. But, um, <laughs> but, um, uh, uh, <laughs> fucking hell. But I've, <laughs> I've flown back into Gatwick Airport and I'm hobbling along on my walking stick and I'm just like, 
Oh, look, E gates. So I just hobble off and go through them and walk off through the border. Yeah. So, so there's a, there was no one to ask me whether or not I'd done a passenger locator form because I was just like, oh, look, E gates. <laughs> but there were so many people, despite the gates being open, they were walking up to the fucking people and showing, you know, uh-huh. have you done your passenger locator? And I'll tell you what, coming back through Gatwick Airport, they do not let you forget that you're meant to have done it. They're like, this is, there's signs up all over the shop. And then before you get to the customs, like, this is your last chance to fill out your passenger locator form. Failure to do so could mean a fine. And I'm just like, oh, (laughs) e-gates. I don't give two shits. And do you know what, John? Both times, even when it was mandatory quarantine, not only did I I obviously not comply, but the very next morning, I, I posted a picture, maskless, from inside Poundland. This was in November, and said my two-week quarantine's going well. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, this, uh, the whole thing's just a joke. I mean, I mean, we know it's a joke, and I think the, well, the government knows it's a joke. It's just the people that don't that don't do any research. So we're back to the people that just follow the rules. I mean, you're aware that there's a protest going on tomorrow. Um, yeah. Outside. Outside, I believe it's going to be Parliament Square spilling across to Downing Street. The size of it will depend on how many people turn up. It's as simple as that. But uh, I uh, will be attending. I am driving to London. I'm dropping my son at school and I'm driving straight to London. Um, So I'll be covering the event in full. And we'll we'll let you know what goes on there because it doesn't actually appear to have been organised by these groups like Stand Up X or anybody like that. Um, Which is good. Uh, and it's not a jolly walk around London sightseeing tour. It's a, exactly what I've been calling for for ages, a protest yeah. on a weekday outside the place it needs to be, disrupting the people it needs to disrupt. Because I've always said, uh, you go for a jolly up around London on a Saturday afternoon. Who uh, that are making the um, making the rules are you disrupting or disturbing? Two things. Okay. For avoidance of doubt, John is now saying to his wife, woman, you have not filled up my wine glass enough. I need at least a litre. I need at least a litre. That one was white wine, and this next one is red wine. Oh, I. I was just translating you for the audience. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'd left left some sausages on the barbecue, and I think they may be beyond redemption anymore. I forgot about them. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I was just telling them that you were saying, woman, um, you haven't filled up enough wine into the glass. No. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> but um, uh, Chrissy here in the chat says, uh, Occupy Parliament on a school day has been needed for a long time. This is the thing, right? We're going for a jolly up around sightseeing tour of London, all up Oxford Street on a Saturday afternoon. The only people we're pissing off, the only people we're disrupting are the people we want on our side. Yep. Uh, Yeah, uh, absolutely. And that's something I've been saying for fucking ages now. And it beggars belief that people are only just starting to get this idea now. Uh, I mean, who knows? Who knows? But hopefully, hopefully lots and lots and lots of people turn out tomorrow. Uh, because obviously he's making his statement tomorrow to mm-hmm. announce the delaying of lockdown. And so if enough people are there making enough noise. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it can only be a good thing. So why is the UK being so slow when places like Denmark are dropping the masks, except for public transport in October, and then they're dropping their COVID pass thing as well? So that's gone. Um, I think, personally speaking, I think we have we are being led by crank crazy scientists. Mm-hmm. Um, P- Chris Whitty, Patrick Vallance, Susan Mishy, the you know the communist behavioural psychologist. These people love their five minutes of fame. They love their glory. They love being in control, and uh, they know mm-hmm. that the, they know that the second that. That, that this is quote-unquote over, they slip away into irrelevance. In fact, they probably slip away into criminal inquiries. Yeah. Um, and it just, it suits people. It suits people. Sorearm here says it suits globalist power, but it suits it suits people. It suits personal agendas. It suits private agendas. It suits, uh, even suits big corporations to an extent to keep this all going. Mm-hmm. I mean, because let's just, let's just, call a spade a spade here and say what has happened. It's the biggest transfer of wealth in human history, and it's gone from the yeah. pleb like yourself mm-hmm. to the big corporation. And uh, the big corporation is fucking um, they, they, they well-suited to this. Your Tesco's, your Asda's, right? They're, since they're the only people being allowed a full-capacity business at the moment, mm-hmm. it's, uh, speaking of Asda, I went in Asda earlier, and... The compliance on the mask was through the fucking roof. It was through the roof. And um, and, and the weather's good. So Lies by Fleetwood Mac was playing in, uh-huh. in Asda. So I'm, I'm walking around, hobbling on my trolley, just at the top of my lungs going, tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies, like there's a pandemic. Tell me lies, <laughs> tell me, tell me lies. <laughs> I've, I've, I've completely lost um, any fucks to give, quite yeah. frankly. And so I just I walk around with this shirt on, right? So the Descent Media shirt on, which has got an anti-mask logo on my left tit. Hold on, he's gone again. Wait, sorry, carry on. So yeah, I, I've got oh yeah, right. So, so I, I walk around the supermarket with this on, and on the back it says "Where are all the sick people?" And I'm walking around a fucking supermarket w- with it on, uh, and I've not had anybody um, attack me for it yet. I've had yeah. I've had some people say something. I mean, the the, the worst it got was today. Uh, there was a there was a guy who must have weighed right. So I'm not a slim guy. Right? I'm 16 stone, but. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy must have been 28, 29 stone, and that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. And so he's hobbling around, like, not because he needs a walking stick or anything, but because he can't hold himself up. He's hobbling around um, Asda with these two kids, and he's got this – his face is so rotund and enlarged that the face mask doesn't cover his chins. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Yeah. And he walks past me, and uh, – the kids go to him, oh, Dad, why are some people not wearing a mask? And he, he just, he went, as loud as he could, he went, well, you know, it's the least anybody could do. And if they're not even willing to wear a mask, they should stay at home. And I just burst out laughing. I just burst out laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, right, not being in a mask is the fucking least of your worries, mate. That's all I was, all, all I was thinking. This guy looked like he was about to kill over. 
just from trying to breathe through that mask. Uh, it's uh, Chrissy here in the chat says, I now respond to those announcements in shop that say wear a mask whilst in store. And she responds, I'd rather not. And uh, uh, she, when they say you can help yourself to sanitizer, she says you can keep it. I do kind of a similar thing. I'm going to be honest with you. It's like, please respect social distancing. And I just go, no, radio voice. I don't think I will. And just keep walking. I, I think this is an English thing. I think it's like um, it's like the, the ability to cue. Yeah. Yeah, you know, without prompting or without um, direction, the English will cue and will yeah, cue effectively yeah. and yeah. well. Yeah. And, and you've got to give them credit for that because we've been going in and out of French supermarkets and French shops and the French really don't give a shit. They'll walk the wrong way down the arrows. They'll stop and have a conversation with their neighbour. They'll bump past you when they're... I mean, they'll always say pardon, but they'll bump past you when they're trying to get something. Yeah, yeah. So, no problem, no problem with them. Um, they never give you any hassle. Well, they haven't given me any hassle about wearing my mask or not, um, below the nose. They they never ask you to hand sanitise. The, the signs are up and all that because that's oh, yeah. part of the rules. But they've never they never force it. Uh -huh. A lot of them don't. A lot of them don't do it. But we went to a charity shop the other day that was run by English people, and oh my god, it was like. You came up to the, to go into the place. There's two old buddies sitting at a desk, and they've got their hand sanitizer out to spray your hands with before you can even before you can even say no. They're like, Shh. and I'm like, eh, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus then they give you a, then they give you a card, a laminated card, you know, so that they can count you in and out, so you don't get too many people in. And then they have all their one-way system and all that and they followed their one-way system and you because you couldn't not at this point and then you get they put you into this book books uh yeah an area where they're selling books you know second-hand books and things yeah, yeah and they've got the arrows up and down and i just ignored them and went up and down and then i said how do you get out of here and they said oh you just go back through there so you have to go against the arrows to get back out okay but apart from okay. that the place, the place was like you know it was like they were they were loving the whole COVID thing. Yeah, they they were loving the sanitizing. Yeah, they were they loving do. the mask they wearing. Do. Like, why? Why, why did they do this? Love it. I I I don't know. It's it's like um, maybe the British have got sort of a penchant for self-flagellation. Maybe yeah. that's what it is because I, I don't know self-recompense for all of the the fucking the empire stuff. Who knows? But uh, fucking. We, we we love it. We love it over here. If, if it's a bit of punishment, if it's a bit of punishment, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we could do that, couldn't we? Or yeah. It's not even doing it to ourselves, so to speak. Like, those two old biddies in the charity shop probably loved doing it to you, right? Yeah. Because we, we, we've, got, we've, we've got a little bit of an insidious side as well, us, us British people. Uh, and I, I genuinely believe, like, if they could, they would continue to do this for life. I, I, I'm going to be controversial here. I think England, um, England more than Scotland, but definitely England, definitely um, the UK, would have made a great um, addition to the Third Reich. Oh you my know, God! If they'd taken, if they'd taken us over, we'd have been, we'd have been their their poster child. 
Well, I mean, if you just look at the way some of the people in this country are acting, I, I, yeah. I, I, I would kind of agree with you. I mean, there are so many people in this country who, who, who now know, or we now know anyway, whether or not they would have gone along with the Third Reich. Um, and we definitely know, especially the people. I mean, did you watch the football match this afternoon? I definitely avoided it. I don't um, do football. Good, neither do I. But I, I, um, I, I, I put out earlier on on social media, I said, please just don't watch it. I know lots of people want to watch it. I said, but at the same time, this is an event that is supporting medical apartheid. This is every yeah. one of those fans within that, um, within that stadium today had to have either a negative test or a vaccine. It was vaccine passport. Uh, 22,500 people and I, I, the point I was trying to make is if we signal if, if we if the ratings are huge for the match it just signals yeah. it just signals to them okay we're doing something right let's keep doing it and yeah. um, I've heard a lot of people saying though that the, you know during the last Euros there was a lot of support you know on display from people you know for, English flags were flying, cars were flying the flags. Yeah. You know, people people had flags flying There's from their houses. Of the, nothing of the sort George's now. crosses everywhere, but none of that this time, or very little. Is that correct? Yeah. That is, that is absolutely correct. In fact, in my area, I've not seen one. Um, mm. And you, you are correct. Last time the Euros, World Cup, anything like that, normally it is fucking football mad here. And you know what? It, it goes right down to the promotions within supermarkets. Usually, like, you go into the... I've got a massive Tesco literally just across the road from me. And normally you'd go in there and there'd be a big, you know, England flags, big beer sales section, big, big stand-ups and things like that. None of that. It's not there. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's absolutely normal. It's here um, in France. They've 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 got that. You know, you walk into the supermarket and there's life size cardboard cutouts, all the French players dotted all over the, around the place. They've brought in loads of Cronenberg sixteen sixty four. You know, it's uh, they're doing promos and all the mm. all the beer and and drinks and things. So yeah, and 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 TVs. They're trying to flog extra TV big screen TVs for you to of watch your, your matches on. And you would think with a, 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 a population that's pretty much still in lockdown, like the British people, uh, mm. they would be trying to flog as many fucking TVs as possible. But no, yeah. no, honestly, it's, it's nothing of the sort. This, this, um, Christy says they've been told not to have those displays by the government. And you know what? It wouldn't shock me because of the whole BLM taking the all of that bullshit. Um, it, you know, it's it's go against the nationalism. Oh, nasty, filthy nationalism. Nationalism, if, if you know, done right can actually be a very good thing. I will add. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, having having a a sense of pride and uh, self respect within one's own country is not a bad thing. Uh, just because, I mean, I'm not a nationalist. I I'm absolutely fucking ashamed of my country. I'm beyond ashamed. But if people want to be a nationalist, just because you, you hear that term but does not I, mean... I, are you ashamed of your country or are you ashamed of the people that are running your country? No, 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 no. I'm ashamed of my country uh, because the vast majority have fallen for this bullshit mm, and are blindly yeah, okay. compliant. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. I'm ashamed of them. It's just yeah. blind compliance over and yes. over and over again. And you know what? We'll go back onto the G7. These people are taking the absolute utter piss out of us. They are. 
They are laughing at us, right? For example, they all stood all huddled up on the beach and got a beautiful red arrows display. Mm -hmm. So I live in Eastbourne on the South Coast. Now, we have a show every year called Airborne. It's every August. It's one of the world's largest free air shows, international air show. It runs for four days. Mm -hmm. um, it usually runs on a, a Wednesday, Thursday, no, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And across all four days, you would get the red arrows display. Now, um, that, that, that's, that was cancelled in 2020. And despite it being in mid-August, they have already cancelled 2021's show. So gone, done. It's not happening. Mm -hmm. And this show has been running for over 20 years, mind you. Um, but, you know, there are tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people that look forward to their red arrows display every single year. And they're not getting it. The plebs don't get their red arrows display, but Boris Johnson and his international buddies didn't have to, uh, you know, abide by any of the rules of quarantine, the social distancing, all the masks. They get it. But the yeah. plebs, who, by the way, these plebs of this town pay for that air show every single year, I might add. We, we pay for it. Uh, we, we don't get it. We don't get that. We, we don't get that display. We don't get the red arrows. We don't get our air show. And it's, you know, it's little things like that that kind of cut me deep, right? Because I've lived in this town my entire life. And that air show has been always, I've always loved it. I've always loved it. Right? It's coming from a bit of a personal place here as well. But the same is true that up to a quarter of a million people flood into our town every single year to watch this show. And it's two years in a row now that that's not happening. The yeah, that's are, a lot of money. Of course it is. It's a damn lot of money. And it's it's it just frustrates me because there's no logical, scientific, objective reason for it not to be going ahead. No, none whatsoever. Oh, um, France has opened up as from the 9th of June there. You can now eat inside the restaurant. Yeah, I think Disney's open as well. Yeah, you all the non-essential shops are open. Um, yeah, everything's pretty much open. The curfew's been lifted, I think. It's 11 o'clock now. Not that anyone really paid any attention to the curfew anyway. But, but um, So the village had a, a night last night. They, they, they didn't cancel it. Apparently it was cancelled last year. But last night they had their... Uh, outdoor meal and live music. Right. That was good. That, um, so they're, they're, they're gradually getting back to normal. We were down in the village and had a, a drink outside the uh, outside in the square yeah. at the bar. Um, things, things are pretty much getting back to normal here. It's hard to tell because Europe, you've been to Europe a lot. You know what it's like. Yeah. Europe shuts at nine o'clock anyway, so it does. Yeah. Having a curfew at, at, at you know eleven o'clock at night doesn't make any difference because everybody's already in their bed <laughs> or in their house. Yes, uh, or, or already half cut from the first hangover. Yeah. Uh, well, after the lunchtime, couple of couple of wines. And then the this the nap, and then back to work, and then finishing off, and then the reperos, and then they have their dinner about what between seven and nine. Yeah. Uh, after that, it's pretty much bedtime. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you know what? They probably because of all that fucking wine, they probably sleep quite well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. There is there is a lot of wine consumed in that country, 
And as you say, it is fucking dirt cheap. And you go to our Shan, right? You want to buy some Lay's or Walker's Chris, they're called Lay's over there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're gonna pay a butt ton of money for a pack of Lay's, right? But mm-hmm. if you want to buy a wine, ah, fucking yeah. cheap as chips. Cheap as yeah, chips. I, I'll be honest, you can you can actually buy wine for under two euros for a bottle. Yes, um, you can. I know you I, can. I, I, I'm not saying it's the best white, but... I mean, it's definitely a, not. A lot, but a lot of it's perfectly serviceable. <laughs> yeah. Tesco value wine. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. I mean, yeah, wine wine appears to be cheap. Um, there, there's not a lot else cheap, though. In, in, beer, uh, beer, is, uh, beer is quite... It can be quite cheap. It's probably on a par with what we get back home. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you've Meat's got... expensive. Yeah, me and their pathetic excuse for bacon. Let's not get into their pathetic excuse for bacon. <laughs> it is. It I've, is. Just, I've just had the international sign of fuck off from the wife when I put the empty white glass up there. <laughs> I was just, just give you the finger to shit. <laughs> 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 well, it, will the wine be be replenished? Is that is that what we're getting at here? Is it going to be replenished? You're, think... look, you're, you're looking away. The wine is getting replenished. The wine is getting replenished. She, she is a, she is a good woman. I, I, I can, I can gather. I can gather. I mean, do you know what? If, if this was my wife and I said, "Woman, give me wine," she'd be like, "Get your own fucking wine." And I'm disabled for fuck's sake, right? But she'd be like, "Go and get your own fucking wine, you lazy bastard." She nearly trapped. Well, anyway. well, well, at least when you... Oh, it's okay. Carry on. What, 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 what is the wife drinking she's... this evening? The, the wife's having Prosecco. The wife is having Prosecco. You two have really fallen into the old French culture, haven't you? Yeah, pretty it's, much. It suits you, doesn't it? it just, uh, as much wine as possible, we can dull away the fucking pain of this last year. Oh. <laughs> I know, it's just it's like... You have, to, you have to do something to get through the... Uh, get through the last year or or more yeah i mean the fact that i haven't turned back to drink is pretty shocking yeah i'm impressed mate i'll give you that i am impressed i bought a liter bottle of jim beam at at easter Mm -hmm. uh, and i stared at it for three days and then gave it away as a christmas no sorry christmas Uh, i bought a liter bottle i stared at it for three days and gave it away as a christmas present yeah right i was very tempted though like uh, i i don't drink for good reason put it that way yeah, yeah. And I, I was very, very... It's not just the fact that I used to have... I, I used to, like, drink a little too much. It's also the fact that I'm on such a massive amount of medication that mm-hmm. I probably should not be putting any fucking alcohol alongside it. You know, it's it's both dangerous on that front and on the fact that if I took a drink, I probably wouldn't stop drinking. Yeah. On yeah. that front. So I just steer clear of it. And uh, my, my, my go-to crutch is this stuff. Full sugar Coca Cola. Yeah, I know. All that sugar's not good for you. <laughs> Hold on a minute, I've got COVID. No, no, no. <laughs> hey, could this be a first COVID death on, on air? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking about deaths on air, what right. about this footballer chap? I know, I know, I know, I think things are still confused as to whether he had or hadn't, but yes. what, what about him collapsing on the pitch? Uh, well, I, I didn't watch it, obviously, but um, it, it appears to have been a heart problem. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So let me take what you I, through... From what I gather, an electrical problem and not a plumbing, similar to my own. Right. So it, it appears that's what's occurred there. So it's not a plumbing issue. It's, it's not been a blockage. It's been an electrical disturbance. Okay. So here's what I know about what has been being linked to the Pfizer. Um, it's a condition called myocarditis, yeah. which is uh, inflammation of the muscles around the heart, I believe. Yep. Uh, yep. It is being seen more and more and more in the younger people, uh, especially in the healthier people. Now, there is no, I I still can't, like you say, we're confused um, as to whether or not he's actually had his jab. Someone sent me an article earlier on, which I quickly managed to debunk. You saw it, it was on your thread. Um, It's, it's, we need to. Is that a German one? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it said the Chilean national team had had their jab, and he's not yeah. part of the Chilean national team. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we we I need to be very careful with with. Well, yeah, we all what do. I say. Um, there was one though that said that all the Inter Milan team had their jab. Yeah, but there was also one that said that all of the is he Danish? Yes, Danish. Yeah. So I've I've also seen one that said all of the Danish team have had their jab. So <laughs> it, it, it's it's very very. So it's not um, it's not it's not known whether he had it or not at the moment. No, no. I mean, it's like it's it's like this this is second BBC presenter that's dying, isn't it? Um, mm, yeah. He, he has definitely had his jabs, plural. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, it, once again, the BBC have reported that he died after a short illness. The exact same wording that they used with Lisa Shaw. That's um, a fifty-three-year-old guy. Yeah. 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 Um, and now we've got one person, one person saying he died of uh, a brain cancer. Um, okay. uh, but it's only one person saying it, of a brain tumour, so to speak, right? Right, okay. But Lisa Shaw died of a brain clot yeah. from her jab. Now, yeah. if someone wasn't too into the know and they heard, oh, you know, something on the brain, mm-hmm. um, would they have confused a brain clot with a brain, brain tumour? It's not being officially reported as a brain tumour. Um, no. I think, on balance of probability, we may be seeing may be seeing another brain clot. Yeah, yeah, be- could well be. Because this man also said that um, up until the day after his first jab, um, he'd never taken a day off work sick. Yeah. So that doesn't that doesn't marry as someone with brain cancer to me. Who, no, it doesn't. Especially as his first jab was only in April this year, and he took three days off work immediately after it. Said they were the first three days he'd ever had off sick. Said he was really, really ill, and now all of a sudden he's dropped dead of quote unquote a short illness, which was once again the exact same wording the BBC used with Lisa Shaw. It's it's identical. It's has passed away after a short illness. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty scary. And we know. And I saw, that... I saw one today as well, an eighteen-year-old boy in America, yeah, with myocarditis, four yeah. days in the hospital. Um, luckily, he didn't, he didn't succumb to it. But you know, it's ridiculous that this is, this is afflicting kids at that age when they shouldn't be having these problems. Whether they shouldn't be having it. Uh, there's abs- there's abs- I'm sorry, but there's absolutely no reason for anybody under the age of 60 to be having this thing. Right? I, 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 would, I would go further. I can't see any reason for anyone under the age of 75. 
Well, well, yeah, I mean, 60 feet is absolutely cautious. But there's there's absolutely no reason. And the fact that they've now approved it for the 12 to 15-year-olds is utterly terrifying, considering it's approved under an emergency license, once again, for 12 to 15-year-olds. Where's the emergency in 12 to 15-year-olds? The emergency simply doesn't exist. And um, I, I don't understand how this has happened. I don't understand how this has been allowed to happen. And I still can't get my head around why every single person needs to have it. I mean, they are pushing, aren't they, at the G7 for absolutely everybody on Earth to have had it by the end of next year. Why? Well, I, I don't know, but someone said today that their workplace was recording everyone who had and hadn't had the vaccine. Uh-huh. because they were looking to be replacing those that had had it in the next year or two. Okay. Indicating that they wouldn't be available for work because they'd had the vaccine. So I don't know if it's just another conspiracy theory, but they have a disconcerting um, effect of coming true at the moment, don't they? Well, this is it. This is this is the biggest problem um, that, that, that I can find is that uh, conspiracy theorists, quote unquote, have just been right, 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 right. And yet, like, OK, so I started speaking about the concept of a vaccine passport last May on Twitter and mm-hmm. um I was attacked relentlessly. I was called crazy. I was called a conspiracy theorist. I was called this, that, and the other. And then when it actually, you know, came true, um, the NHS app, not the test and trace app, but the actual main NHS app is now doubling up as a vaccine passport. So when that came true, these same people that said, uh, and I quote, would stand against me, against some, stand with me against something so crazy, are celebrating it. And still saying I'm a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, you can't win. No, no you, you can't win. And this is this is this is this is the manipulation, John. This is the brainwashing. That's yeah, become- yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Uh, Shalini says Ben sent the video to your Telegram, the one John was talking about. Let me just have a look. Two seconds. Sorry about this. Uh, go to my Telegram. Uh, it says. All companies really plan to replace their staff in three years if they have uh, had the experimental mRNA DNA changing injection, aka bioweapon injection. So the video's here. I won't play it, but um, yeah. I, I can send it to review later. And I will. Um, obviously, I, 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 I don't know how much stock I can put in that. Uh, because obviously, we may well also have uh, companies replacing people who haven't had it with laws that say you must have it in order to work here which is the ultimate goal isn't it like i mean um i've got people i won't name anybody but i've got people that i i know and that i've heard about over the past couple of days that are so beaten down and worn down from all of the propaganda and everything that they're worried they're going to lose their jobs if they don't have it. And so they're now turning around and thinking about going to get it just to try and save their own fucking jobs. And the fact that we're at this point is just, it's, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Uh, Yes, Natasha, Denmark are removing face masks everywhere except public transport tomorrow. Uh, 
that is indeed occurring. And um, dropping them entirely in October. Dropping them entirely in October. And uh, they've dropped their COVID pass as well. Uh, but yeah. is that being phased out, do you know? I or is think just... the COVID pass is tied in with the full drop in the face mask. I think it's probably October. But, you know, it, if they're dropping it, they're, that's that's a good thing. This is it. I've got Chrissy in my chat here, John. She says, that's what I'm terrified of. It's taken me 20 years to find a job I love. I really don't want to be made to choose between my job and my health. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, don't 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 choose between your job and your health. Keep your health yeah. and, uh, and fight fight them in the courts if, if you need to, if they try and get rid of you. See, yeah. that's, that's the thing. And uh, I said to somebody earlier on, once again, I won't name them, but I said to somebody earlier on on the phone um, that, that's exactly what we will do. If this person uh, starts to find that they're losing work because of their vaccination status, I said we will make as much noise as we possibly can. We will open a crowdfunding campaign and we will absolutely help these people fuck that employer in the court. Because somebody needs to go first. It needs to happen. Okay, because then the second the precedent is set that they actually yeah, can't discriminate against people based on this, that sets a very important precedent. Um, look at him. Look at shit, Rod. Oh, yeah. Yeah, shit, he's, Rod. He's not had it. I know he hasn't. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah mate. Uh, uh, Charlie, have you had your vaccine? No, I mean, no, no, I haven't had mine, right? But anybody that works for me, mate, is going to have to have theirs, right? Uh, uh, when are you going to get yours, Charlie? When I get back to the UK, I promise, I promise, mate. Yeah, when I get back to the UK. Uh, Charlie, you're back in the UK. Have you had it? Have you had He's, it, um, Charlie? Apparently, people don't work from anyway. It's all... They're all contractors. Yeah, they're all contractors. Works for Pimlico Plumbers. Uh, so yeah. Charlie, Charlie doesn't really do much, really. No. He, rec he reckons he's been abroad working, like doing our houses and stuff like that. Do you really think Charlie does our houses and stuff like that anymore? Does he? No, fuck? no. He's maybe even making fuck. a cheap porno or something, because that's the kind of thing that it would look. I mean, he'd make a good dead ringer for 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 Rod. He, would, he could yeah. do like one of these parody porn films. You'd stand Rod. You know, shit, Rod. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. That was just anal. <laughs> it's probably going to be a gay movie, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> you do realise that people that are going to watch or listen to this back, uh, yeah. that the, no, the, the are well-versed in the shit, Rod, um, thing. I'm just going to clip that now. And they're just going to start placing that over. <laughs> Chrissy's just put John in big capital letters. No. <laughs> to which she's just responded, someone called Dino Rod. <laughs> where, where did the shit Rod come from? Where is he's he's, he's, he's where, London, is he? isn't he? Is he London, or? So oh, shit yeah. Rod. He's an, he's an absolute cockney, mate. I'm a cockney, right? Oh, nobody works for me. Nobody works for me unless I fucking let them, unless you've had to jab you slags. That's shit, Rod. But he doesn't have the jab himself. So uh, the porno could be called uh, shit, 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 Rod gets a jab, couldn't it? Oh, nice one. <laughs> I think you've just come up with the show title. Oh, boy, shit, Rod gets a jab. 
Chasing the set, episode three. Shetrod gets a jab. jab. (laughs) Oh dear. Uh, Shalini says, my company used to use Dino Rod. They are expensive as well. (laughs) (laughs) Did they give a good service? That's the question. Did they give a good service? That is a question. (laughs) If you're getting quality, you've got to pay for it. Well, well, Zoran has just said, um, Dino Rod stabbing in the waste pipe. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is literally going down the sewer right now, isn't it? Absolutely. And Shalini then says, uh, we don't use them anymore. Oh, so they probably didn't give a good service. No, they didn't. They, 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 they they're shit. <laughs> Quite frankly. <laughs> right, chickens. Let's go back to chickens. Yeah, tell me the chicken story. So me and my wife used to live in the town centre. Uh, and uh, we lived in a basement flat. This was before we had kids. But we had a nice little back garden, but there were four floors on top of us. Mm-hmm. And we were, the, the back garden solely belonged to us, and we decided to get chickens. Well, don't ask me fucking why, but we decided we were going to have chickens in our back garden. So we got chickens, and, and, and like you said, actually yielded uh, between two chickens, usually three eggs a day. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was quite good. I don't know so, how to do it. I don't no, know how a chicken manages to push out an egg every day. I mean, that's that's a, that must be a tremendous expenditure of energy to create and and make that thing. Yeah, but one of these would, would do two someday. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's impressive. But uh, Natasha just says we picked up seven chickens today. That's they're hard work, by the way. Um, don't get a rooster. You don't need a rooster for them to lay. No, you don't. No, not at all. We didn't have one. But um, anyway. roosters are a pain in the butt. So the people that lived on the top floor of where we were were drug addicts. Mm-hmm. And they hated the fact that our chickens would be popping around and bop, 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 in the morning. Yeah. And so we kept finding big shards of broken glass, things like that. These people had obviously been trying to murder our chickens from above for Lovely. Months. So we, what we ended up doing was we ended up building them not just a fenced-off enclosure, but we had, we built built them a roof. We built yeah. we, we built uh-huh. them a, built them a roof, but it, it just it just did not stop. I mean, why we had chickens in the middle of the town centre in a basement flat, I don't know myself, but but we did. But no, it just I just remember that my, my little chickens. Uh, someone says uh, I've always wanted a chicken called McNugget. One of them was called McNugget. Um, <laughs> one of them was called McNugget. Um, but, but yeah, no, I loved my little chickens because they gave me fresh eggs and, and all the like. And uh, they, they just, they, the neighbours tried to kill them. So eventually we, we gave the chickens away. But uh, people, man, people are, I don't care if you're up till four o'clock in the morning because you haven't had your fix, right? Stop trying to kill my animals. Yeah, that's pretty shocking. Yeah. People are, people can be. They can be both sides of the coin, can they? They oh, can be oh. so horrible and they can be so nice, you know. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, I think we both fall down on the so nice nice side of things. However... Oh, you don't know. You don't uh, know. It could be a mad psycho killer. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I actually probably imagine that you, the same as me, if, if, if someone really gets on the wrong side of you, they, they want to buck off quite quickly. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, that's that's the Scottish in you, and I believe that's the Scottish in me as well. It's uh, it's the McEwen in me. Put it that way, because if somebody like attacks my family, or if somebody, uh, you know, pisses off my kids, upsets my wife, or I'm like, no, 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 get the fuck out of my way right now. I could put, I could put on the, I could put on the really bad Scottish accent and be like, oh yeah, get the fuck out of my way. Mm. I, I was in, um, I was in, did I tell you that story? I was in London during the, the uh, Scottish English game where we won and took down the goalposts right and stole most of the turf so i'd been at that game that night and we'd gone into the town and uh, i'm crossing the road and this car comes screaming around the corner and stops like an inch off my leg there's four ned well i would say ned ned you call them chavs but there's these four neds in the doors open and i just leaned forward both hands on the bonnet and goes Come ahead then. Yeah. <laughs> and all four doors shut. <laughs> I walked to the side and they drove away. <laughs> of course, it, it probably helped as well that there were probably something in the region of three or four hundred Scottish fans around me in the general area anyway. And as, as I shouted, come ahead then, everyone turned round and looked at them. <laughs> Hold on a minute. I'm just going to play a video. Um, I'll play it down the microphone. Uh, it's just 10 seconds. I've just been sending it in my Telegram group. Other teams' vaccine passports are on the way. Other teams' vaccine passports are on the way. There is a very strong signal from Michael Gove, the Cabinet Office Minister, writing in the Sunday Telegraph that the government is looking very closely at them and they have lots of advantages. Other teams' vaccine passports are on the way. There is a very... Looks like they're going to be announced tomorrow. Yeah. Despite the fact that the um, the, the 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 parliamentary committee that was looking into them have said they're they're not workable, they're unviable. Mm-hmm. Yep, they are unviable. I mean, you, anybody that takes it up is is an idiot, basically. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Natasha, I'll play it one more time. Uh, it's only ten seconds. Other teams' vaccine passports are on the way. There is a very strong signal from Michael Gove, the Cabinet Office Minister, writing in the Sunday Telegraph that the government is looking very closely at them and they have lots of advantages. Other teams' vaccine passports are on the way. This is like like how they do this, though, because they leak these things to the press. The press can put it out and then they make up their mind whether it's going to be acceptable or not. They seem to have done this all throughout the last year. You know, they've leaked stuff to the press and then they've gone, oh, no, we're not doing that, or we are doing that. So, um, as we are... You said we're going to get into something a bit later in the show and that was talking about not being funded. Um, Why is that... Well, we both know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it. Why is that Sky News... Why is that that Sky News presenter not... um, questioning it yeah exactly exactly because he can't because his hierarchy say you can't question the government because the government are spending loads and loads of money with us loads of money loads of money. they've never uh they've never seen so much government tip milk put it that way 
um, it's it's been it's it's been they've been making it rain money yeah. on these news organisations for the old propaganda campaigns, uh, uh, and they have. I tell you what, the, the the closest thing that the mainstream ever came to approaching me was last year. Um, it was a woman that makes documentaries for Channel Four, and she. She sent me a message and she said, we're making a, a, a documentary about anti-lockdown protesters. Um, we'd like you to appear in it. And I turned around and I said to her, I'll only appear on it on these conditions. You do not edit what I say. You do not censor what I say. And uh, you allow my speech to go from start to finish and in its correct context. She never responded. Yeah, because they won't. I mean, Andy, Andy used to be um, the the voice of Radio Scotland. What's her name? Um, K. I can't remember her name. But anyway, they used to used to phone Andy up every time they wanted some feedback on you know gyms and because we've got we had a, we had a women only gym, so they would phone us up and ours was an independent one. It's not a national thing, so they would phone Andy up and she would be on Radio Scotland. You know, maybe. Maybe once every two months, or sometimes you know, yeah. twice a twice a month, that kind of thing. And they phoned her up when the, the the lockdown started, and they asked for her opinion, and she gave her opinion, and they've never phoned her since. No, of course not, because <laughs> because they didn't want to hear what we had to say. They they they, they, they don't want to hear what, what you have to say, and all they wanted to do with me, I, I'm sure, was get me saying some stuff that they could take out of context, get me answering some questions that they could. Take take the uh, uh, Chrissy asks, is it Kay Adams? That was Kay Adams, yeah. Yeah, so they could take like me answering one question and paste it onto them asking another question. That's a tactic they do quite a lot. Yeah. So they'll ask a series of questions, but they'll actually take an answer from a question, a different question that they asked, and tack it on to be an answer to another question that they've asked. Um, and, and I wasn't having any of it. I wasn't having any of it at all, and. Asking for that, you know, just to be portrayed honestly was enough for them to say, well, nothing, to not come back to you. And that says all you need to know about these people. Yeah. It, it really does. It says all you need to know about these people. If they're not willing to even engage with you after asking for, you know, honest transparency, um, mm -hmm. it, it tells you they're absolute fucking shithouses. I mean, that, that documentary that was released a couple of weeks ago, there goes my fan again. Um, for that documentary that was released a couple of weeks ago about the quote-unquote anti-vaxxers um, on Channel 4, it was the same woman it transpired. It was the same woman that contacted me and tried to make a different documentary. Right. And so I know that what she's saying and what she's doing is probably misleading and it's probably bullshit because yeah. this woman contacted me personally, asked me to appear in one of her documentaries, and when uh, faced with the opportunity to do it honestly – didn't want to know. So, GB News, they're launching yeah, tonight. Yeah, they launched 12 minutes ago. Yeah, and are they are they going to be impartial? No. Are they going to be, uh, who's, no. who's funding, well, who, who's funding them? I don't know. Right. Is the so they've, been, they've, they've been funded by a consortium from Dubai. Right. Hey, thank you, darling. So, Funded by a consortium from Dubai, um, a venture capitalist, and advertising. Yeah, I, I think it's just secured another £60 million deal, isn't it? With, yeah, with, yeah. With somebody. 
but um, the the thing is, you are beholden to those people, right? Exactly. I am beholden to these people that are sitting in my chat right now, and I'm not yeah. even really beholden to them, right? Because yeah, no. they, they do donate, right? Yeah. But at the same time, uh, I, I'm I'm always extremely transparent with them about where the money goes, anyway. But but secondly, um, uh, secondly, fucking this is this is my work this is what i yeah. do right so i've got us and we are running entirely off donations at the moment right? I'm, I'm working over 60 hours a week on this john behind the scenes yeah I and, and i get attacked because people are donating to me right and, and the point i keep trying to make to these people is how do you expect me to do a 60 hour a week job and not make an income right i have a house to run i have a family to feed uh, I, I have uh, you know bills to pay how do you expect me to do a 60-hour-a-week job and not even make, let's say, minimum wage? And you know what? I barely scrape by minimum wage on donations, even if I stretch it out anyway. Yeah. Um, but I'm still waiting for my first donation. No, oh, well, I've not got there yet. You've not got there yet. No. Um, uh, these people have been extremely generous, and and the 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 new studio is is there's been a, been been a bit of a complication. Um, we're, 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 we're literally moving the location of the studio at the moment because uh, the guy that, whose yard we were originally uh, going into now wants a, about £75 a week rent off us oh, um, right. okay. just to, to be in, in, in the yard. Uh, so we were like, no, fuck that, because I can't afford that, quite frankly. Yeah. So that's another £300 pounds. That's, that's a lot of money. Well, yeah, that's basically what you're paying a week for a free bedroom house. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and no, um, a month. Well, well, I'm paying well, a month. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, seventy-five pound a week is is. Ah, right. Oh, yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and then, yeah. and then, and then, you know, then, then on top of that, I've got to find, you know, I've got to do another broadband feed. I've got to do another mm-hmm. uh, lights, electricity, water, things like that. And, and it just, it, it all starts becoming a massive expenditure. We are not making any money through Descent Media, except what we make on donations. And mm-hmm. I quit my fucking job so that I could move to 50, 60 hours a week working on this. Um, and sometimes I feel like I've made a mistake, but um, I also feel like um, we're going to try and start generating some actual revenue, be it through clicks, you know, uh, some advertising yeah. on, on the website and anything like that. But we are going to source ethical advertising. We are going to source ethical sponsorship if we can uh, over time as we grow the website and things like that. Uh, and hopefully we can move away from the donation model. But oh, you, you know what? I don't think the donation model is a bad model. Um, if you look at, have you ever have you ever listened to No Agenda? Uh, Adam, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, Adam Curry and John Dvorak. They do this value for value model and, you know, you pay, you pay them if you think they're giving you any value. And theirs seems to work really well. And they they can say anything they like because they have no advertising whatsoever. And that's what the situation we're in just now. We can say anything we anything like. Anything we like. Because but, nobody's going to censor us. But, you know, I wouldn't accept advertisements from people who would want me to, to, to say anything. I would I would rather insist on the donation model on, uh, instead of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because quite frankly, I want to be able to talk about what I want to talk about. I want to, I want to be able to say what I want to say, and I want to give the opinion that 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 I want to give. Obviously, I will always differentiate between fact and opinion, as I always have. But um, 
when it comes to how I feel about something or a conviction I have towards something, I don't want to be muzzled. I don't want to be gagged uh, because, mm. you know, things piss me off and things make me really happy. I'm a human being. It, it, uh, and I just feel so ashamed of the people that are inside my profession, which is journalism. That is my profession um, uh, that, that are beholden, basically sucking on the government money dick. And, and they are they are an embarrassment. Robert Peston, yeah. the Kay Burleys of the world, they're an embarrassment yeah, well, to the profession. You know, all the newspapers, yeah. I mean, all the newspapers are owned by individuals, effectively. Yeah. You know, and yeah. most of them, Rupert, Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. You know, and I mean, th this guy, he can print what he likes because the, the newspaper, newspaper has to run it, effectively. I mean, the whole thing's crazy. The, the mainstream media is just riddled with corruption, and I think the BBC have shown us that over the last year in particular, haven't so they? So did you see what the BBC just tried to do to GB News at the 11th hour? <laughs> no, tell me. So um, the Reuters sort of, you know, stock footage that, that all press organisations can sort of go yeah. in. Um, BBC News at 11, the 11th hour today tried to uh, get Reuters to ban GB News from using the same stock footage that every other news organisation uses. Um, so right. the, BBC, the BBC must be feeling extremely threatened by this news channel. The BBC um, must be threatened, though, because the BBC must be losing money hand over fist at the moment. Well, the thing is, I will say this about Andrew Neil, right? People can call him what they like. He was probably the most objective journalist they ever had. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and he was an absolute shark when it came to um, when it came to interviews. He absolutely was. He didn't pull any punches. He, he, he held no, you know, no holds barred. Uh, and um, they fired him. They, they, basically, they basically said, you're the only, you're too old and white. Was basically... Yeah. I don't understand the BBC because the BBC is the organisation of anyone that should have been impartial because they're not funded, you know, by advertising. They're not funded by well, corporations. You, you they're, say they're not. Well, you they're supposed. Okay, but they are. They're, yes, yes, okay. They're supposed to be funded by the people. But right? but but they have. But they're this, not. I know. They have this private entity called BBC Studios and, that sells that, shit to, to advertisers all over the world. But that shouldn't have happened. No, it that shouldn't, shouldn't have been happened. allowed to happen. No, it absolutely shouldn't. And and the fact that the fact that BBC Studios even exists and BBC World Studios even exists should be a breach of their charter. It should be an absolute yeah. breach of their charter. They should not be getting this funding from the public. Um, Sauron says they're losing money, and I believe they are losing. Oh, money. I'm sure they are. It'd be interesting to find out or to see how Andrew Neil does when he's got people that are advertising on his channel and whether he tones it down or not. Because I think, I don't think you can be truly objective if you've got advertisers to answer to. Well, the, the only the only way, the only way you can be truly objective if you've got advertisers to, to, to answer to is if you turn, if you're in such a good position where the advertisers want your spot because it's like gold dust and you turn around to them and say, this, this is my spot. This mm -hmm. is my channel, and you're advertising with us, but you have to realise we're not going to do as you want, right? Yeah. You pay us to have this space on this really, 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 really popular channel, but 
but, but but don't think we're going to start kowtowing to you. And personally speaking, I don't think Andrew Neil's in any position to do that, especially no. with, a, with a brand new upstart. It just does. It just doesn't seem seem likely to me. I mean, I guarantee you they'll get bumper ratings tonight because, of course, they mm-hmm. will. Yeah, it's their first launch. I mean, they launched twenty minutes ago. Do you um, mean that people will not be watching us right now? Uh, yeah, yeah, but there, there, there's there's not that many people watching us right now. But, uh, Hello, but it doesn't but it doesn't matter. I mean, because people will come back and watch this over the course of this evening, and then they'll yeah. also come back. And you know what? I completely forgot to stream this on YouTube. I was going to start moving this show to YouTube as well. Right. Um, and I've completely. Do you think we would last on YouTube? Well the, well, the thing is, I'm willing to risk the last strike on my channel because I think our show is quite good. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. um, uh, so, so, uh, I've got people saying it's quality, not quantity, Ben, and another one in the chat, Adam, saying we are watching intently. So they are watching us intently. Uh, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. We just rabble on about some old shit, but this is this is a good show. I, I, do, I do enjoy this. I, I look forward to this as my favourite night of the week now. Um, <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, I broadcast seven nights a week, and a lot of yeah, the time, a lot of the time, it's just me or me and Jesse just fucking moaning, right? Yeah. Um, but this, this, this is a welcome bit of humour sometimes, and I, I like to hear about your adventures, especially because I'm going to put the lights on. He's going. To Look, he's gone. He's, he's fallen into to, to the twilight zone. Oh, oh, oh! Let, let there be light. And he's back. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Chasing a Descent, uh, Episode Three, Part Two. We can actually see you now. <laughs> I've been told a little with George Clooney. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> well, 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 um. Uh, I mean, I, I just wouldn't say anything to be honest. I, I, I think we, I think we should change the subject, John. <laughs> right, where are we? Oh, we talking, oh right, TV news. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'm not, um, I'm not over the moon about it. I don't think it's going to achieve anything. Um, I think it's all talk, and it's going to end up being effectively. Same old, same old. But I mean, the, their political correspondent is Tom Harwood, and that that says all I need to know about this channel. Tom Harwood is a snivelling little silver spoon-fed piece of fucking human waste. Let uh-huh. me just say it as it is, right? I, I've uh, I've got no love for that little prick at all. Who's, who's bragging on social media that he got to go to a restaurant and he got to go to the cinema. Did he ask that restaurant and that cinema if they're making a profit today? Did he? Did he? Because they're not. I can tell you now they're not. Um, uh, did, did he ask the millions of people who are suffering whether or not they're suffering? But no, Tom's all right because he got to go to a restaurant and he got to go to the cinema. Yeah. Fuck what everybody else, um, fuck, fuck what everybody else is going through, right? Because Tom's all right. Tom's, yeah. Tom's good. And uh, what everybody else is going through doesn't matter because, once again, John, Tom is good. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, have, you, have you heard of Paul Joseph Watson? No. He used to work for Infowars. Um, he, he, he actually, re- he's got like a million 
followers and over a million subscribers on YouTube. And he retweeted my scathing rebuke of Tom Harwood yesterday. And I was like, <laughs> nice. I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, prison, prison planet, Shalini calls it. Yeah, prison planet is, is the other thing he calls himself. Uh, but yeah, he, he retweeted my scathing rebuke of, um, of Tom Harwood yesterday. And uh, put it this way, my tweet of calling Tom Harwood a piece of shit and a scumbag got 20, 30 times the likes of the actual tweet that Tom Harwood tweeted. Good. He is a scumbag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and this is this is this is a GB News political correspondent, and therefore that tells know. me all I need to know about this channel. After that outburst yesterday from that little shit, if, if they're not going to sack him, then fuck him, fuck them. Because uh, I, I know we're talking about you know freedom of speech and people should say what they want, but mm-hmm. I, I I don't want people that can have such contempt for other people, just um, you know being at the forefront of a major news channel. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how long it remains on major news channel. Um, uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, once I, once I finish this conversation, I'll probably go downstairs and I'll tune in because I know the first show this, this evening uh, after the Welcome to GB News show is Dan Wooten tonight. And um, Dan Wooten's a weird one. Like, he's he's had COVID, he's... He's he's got family members who apparently died of COVID, and yet he's very very anti restriction. He's very very anti government. He's very anti Boris, and these are the type of voices that we need. But at the same time, I just don't know how much I trust him. Do, do you know? What yeah, I'm saying? I know. See this whole this whole blue tick shell thing. Yeah. You know, everybody, you know, everybody says anyone with a blue tick is a shell, even I, I the ones that appear to be on side. I disagree, right? Because I don't think that, say, say my friend Nedge, uh, who used to be on the TV show Balls of Steel, that mm-hmm. guy has a blue tick, right? He is no shield. He's been to the protests. He's 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 um he's very anti anti restrictions. He's very anti all of it. He's very public about it, and he's taken a lot of criticism for being it. And he continues with his stance, right? Yeah. Very, 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 very. Very principled man. Same with uh, Fred Fairbrass of Right Said Fred, right? Yeah. What, uh-huh. what, he, what he has done cannot be good for his career. No. But... Ian, Ian Brown? Ian Brown... Um, Ian Brown's, uh, once again, he's a bit of a, a, bit, a, bit of a diff, diff, difficult one because he doesn't actually say a lot. He doesn't tweet a lot. He doesn't, he doesn't speak out a lot. But when he does... It upsets a lot of people mm-hmm. because he's yeah. he, he, Ian Brown Stone Rose is so much more famous than say a right said Fred or Ned from Balls of Steel. Yeah. Um, but Gillian McKeith, Gillian McKeith, uh, once again, uh, it can't be doing anything good. I mean, her career was looking at shit anyway, but it can't, <laughs> be, it can't be doing anything good for her career. But I was quite surprised by Gillian McKeith because, um, I mean, she's always been forthright on our show. We're just talking yeah. about shit, but <laughs> but um, she she's been quite on the ball with a lot of her observations, and I can't see her Absolutely. being a shell because I contacted her about coming on the podcast. Yeah, and she said she wasn't doing any interviews just now, but I was to keep in touch with her. Okay, that's good. So, I mean, you know, she follows me, and yeah, she, often, and she, often, she follows me as well. Yeah, she often retweets some of my stuff. Um, mm-hmm. She's, you know, 
and, and I honestly think <laughs> that if she's retweeting me, she's mm-hmm. probably not a shill. I don't think she is. I don't think she is. Right. I think I think she's I think she's genuine, believe it or not. Oh, I do too, and with the likes of Tonya Buxton as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's genuine. Um, yeah. Emma Kenny, I don't know. She's she's got some weird ones. See what I think about uh, what I think about Emma Kenny, right? Is I think that she genuinely does believe this is all wrong. Um, mm-hmm. However, she's created herself a YouTube true crime show that she's used her speaking out against to advertise. Yeah, and, and it just feels like uh, she's done this to try and get some prominence. Well, right back at you can't be true to yourself if you're beholden to advertisers, aren't we? Yes. Exactly. And I mean, I mean, look, my main YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Media, is on one strike left, right? Because yeah. speaking yeah. the truth, it's not good oh, for yeah. advertisers. Um, and that's the only reason they're striking me is because I've said nothing that was factually incorrect yeah. in any way, shape or form. Um, uh, and yet... I'm just not good for advertisers because now the, the don't know if you know they sort of they tweak the YouTube terms of service so that they can now mm-hmm. put ads on anybody's video despite yeah. whether they're monetized. Yeah. And, I know. Uh, t- Natasha says Gillian got done over by the bloke who wrote Bad Science and Bad Farmer Ben Goldacre. Did not know that. Was not aware of that. But um something we could look into. Something we could talk about if we managed to get Gillian McKeith on Chasing Descent. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. Should we do guests on this show? Would it get too complicated? We could do guests. I would. I'd be quite happy to do guests. Uh, the occasional guest, not every week. Yeah. Um, but but if if there was someone, you know, I, really, I don't really know if I want to share you. Well, well, that's a, that's a thing. I am a very interesting person. <laughs> it's because I've got no. It's because it's because I've got no filter. And it's yeah. because nobody really knows what I'm going to do next. And, yeah, I've been I mean, told that as well. I mean, I've got a plan for Tuesday. I'll tell you what the plan for Tuesday is. So I don't know if you saw, I don't know if you went to the website and saw the story we helped break over the week about the lateral flow tests. Yeah. Um, right. So I'm going to print off the FDA um, recall notice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start going to the test centers and uh, handing it off to the managers and just saying, uh, are you aware that the devices you're giving out are so faulty they are deemed a danger to health in the United States and have been ordered to be destroyed? Oh, because- speaking, about, speaking about being destroyed, um, Johnson & Johnson have been told to destroy 60 million doses of their vaccine. I'm aware, yes. Because of unhygienic practices in their plants. <laughs> what does that say yeah? but then again this is brought to you from the people that put asbestos and baby powder yeah so what you, what's probably been happening is you've got some pissed up fucking person in the lab that's mass producing this, this vaccine just stood over the vat and taking a piss yeah or something yeah something like that yeah uh, that, that would be that would be at least that that, that story would be amusing that yeah. story would be would be utterly no, I think I think the official line was you know, some some employees not taking showers before coming to work, some employees not wearing the proper PPE, and 
employees been involved in unsanitary practices. Pissing so, in the vat. They're yeah. pissing in the vat, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there you go. That's all we're going to say now. Johnson and Johnson. Uh, Johnson and Johnson have been asked to destroy sixty million doses of their co-vaccine because some unruly fucking uh, employee's been pissing in the vat again. Yeah. <laughs> they got caught this time. Um, have you seen all week? I have been pushing a hashtag called hashtag There is no Delta variant. Yes. Um, right. So I, I I created it because I believe that there is no Delta variant. I believe it doesn't exist. I believe it's a propaganda piece, a propaganda tool, and nothing more. I don't believe. I don't believe they can tell. I really don't. I don't believe they can tell if there's any variants or not. I, I think the whole thing is made up shit. Yeah. I really yeah. do. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think it's just because the variant story is just something they can keep using again and again and again and again and again to keep holding on to these restrictions. I mean, look, we had oh, 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 people with two jabs are dying from the Indian variant. Are they? Are they? What happened, what happened to the, uh, the narrative, though, when the... Um, the government are going on about the Nepal variant and uh, what? Yes. what? <laughs> so, so we don't hear we don't hear about the Nepal variant anymore, despite the uh. fact that they announced it last week, because it was not true, John. And oh. it, even the World Health Organization were like, "Hold on a minute." Yeah. When even the World Health Organization are saying, uh, yeah, let's, yeah. "Let's let's not go there," um, too far. <laughs> We've just we've just told them about an Indian variant. All right, let's let that one settle first, right? Before we, uh, guys, guys, I know we're going to go down the variant line, right, guys? But if you do it too quickly, one after the other, after the other, you might, blow, you know, blow the story. So let's back off. Yeah, there is no Nepal variant for now. There can be a Nepal variant in six months, you twats. But the, the other thing that gets me is. Why does nobody look at the deaths? Because there aren't any. There's there no are. exit. We've, we're, uh, we're now... Uh, about every, every Tuesday, I religiously do a Euromomo update yep. showing the lack of excess deaths. I mean, we're about to enter the 13th week in a row where we are well below the average death mm -hmm. in yeah. the UK. And they want us to stay in restrictions. Are they fucking mad? Are they fucking yeah, they, mad, well, John? No, no. We're mad for doing it. Yeah, of course. Well, we're not doing it. I'm yeah, not doing it. You're not doing it. I'm, I'm the one hobbling around. Like I said earlier on, I'm the one hobbling around as to singing, singing lies by Fleetwood Mac, adding in there's no fucking pandemic, right? Yeah. I'm not doing it. And I put out a little video on Twitter earlier on trying to explain to people that you can be exempt from wearing a mask as well because if you just look at the law, if it causes you any alarm or distress, you are exempt. Therefore... Just say you're exempt. That's it. Just say it's an IQ test, my friend. It is an IQ test. And most people are failing abysmally. Yeah, they are. Oh, so what else has happened this week? G7. It's just been dominated by the G7, hasn't it, this week? Yeah, um, it's a bit of damp squib, though, is it not? Of course it I mean, is. Yeah, apart from the well, there's nothing come out of it so far other than this strange opening ceremony. What was all that about? I didn't see it. Oh I my god! Right, you need to you need to have a look at it. Okay? Right, you've got these people 
and red robes with what looks like blood on their hands. Oh, no, they were the Extinction Rebellion protesters. No, were they? I believe so, yeah. And they were with Stanley Johnson as well. Um, they were the Extinction Rebellion protesters. Well, I, I believe. Somebody said it was an opening ceremony. I believe it. I believe they were XR protesters. Give me a oh, second. All right, okay. It was that, bizarre, though. What the yeah. hell was that about? They're, they're the old. Did you see? Did you see the? Um, did you see the the ones that were sitting on the beach drinking oil? No. Right. No, so no. there were there were there were some XR um, protesters, and these women were sitting down in their skimpy tops on the beach, right? And these guys came along with these big drums of fake oil, right? Yeah. Started pouring it all over their faces and into their mouths while they were sitting down and stuff like that. And I thought, what the fuck is this? What the actual fuck is this? Uh, and uh, nobody, what is this achieving? What is this yeah. protesting? What is this about? I, I mean, do you want to go and drink oil? Is this, is this what they want to do? Um, this is not sending a message to me at all. Mm-hmm. The only message this is sending to me is, you people are fucking stupid. That's the only message that it's sending to me. So I, I interviewed um, Latimer Alder. Yes. Um, I won't say his real name, but I interviewed him on my uh, my on my other show, Chasing yeah. Liberty, and uh, he he wants to come back on. And people were saying he's a shell, right? Because he's had the vaccine. And I go, okay. well, you know, the guy's let's say the guy's considerably older than we are. Yeah. And but he's well connected in the uh, in the 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 climate change organisation. He's okay. he's in there, and he knows his stuff. I I think I think he's always putting out his data, and it seems to be accurate. He doesn't overstretch it. He doesn't overreach. Um, if anything, he's maybe a bit too humble when it comes to some of the things. But he's always pushing, saying to to um, to to Johnson and things like that. Is you know what's the bad thing about climate change? Why is it a bad thing? Because yeah. increasing CO two means a greener planet, which has been proven by NASA. So that's yeah. a fact. Yep. So the more CO2 we get, the greener the planet gets at the moment. Of course. Um, if you look at the Cambrian explosion of life, which was way, way back, the the figures then were up at 1250 to 2,500 parts per million of CO2. And it didn't do any harm to anything. It just made some really big insects and... And, you know, living in France, there's some big insects here. Oh, believe me, one thing, say, one thing I will say, um, every time I drive through France, is by the time I get back to the Euro Tunnel, they are all over my windscreen. Always. Yeah, and there's some big ones. Yeah. So, uh, I, 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 at the moment, there is no downside to a slightly warmer planet. Less people die in the summer. Uh, sorry, less people die in the winter which will be offset slightly by the people that die from heat exhaustion in the summer, but that's always less than the people that die from the cold. In of the course, winter. yeah. And you need less fossil fuel or whatever. You don't. You need less fuel entirely to heat the planet if it's slightly, uh, you know, to heat your houses if the planet's slightly warmer. Yeah. If you look at cyclical climate change, because climate changes all the time anyway. Of course it, it looks does, like yes. it looks like we're running towards an ice age at the moment. Right. So anything we can do to warm up a little bit is probably going to delay that, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. But these guys I mean if we look at twenty twenty with the lack of air travel and 
general motor vehicles and uh -huh. the down, downput of industrialization because we're, nobody's buying anything. Planet got warmer because of the lack of pollution. Yeah. So if they keep going with their, their agenda of turning down everything, the planet's going to get warmer, not colder. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. Um, like uh, Sorarm says here in the chat, G7 says be greener, and yet China is not part of the G7. And yeah. just lines. I mean, didn't they pour co more concrete in one year than than America had poured in its entire existence? So Probably. yeah, I'm pretty sure China did pour 2018 or 2019. They poured more concrete uh, in one year. Then they poured in the entirety of America in its existence. That I, I, is fucking nuts. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly. I mean, concrete is the dirtiest process known to man. Yeah. As far as as far as being green goes, when it when it comes to making a product, but I, I don't know if things have changed recently. But previously, the amount of concrete you needed to hold up a wind turbine exceeded its benefit, its carbon benefit over its expected lifespan. Uh, so you, I mean, I, I live in, like I say, I live in Eastbourne, and along the coast from me is New Haven. And then off the coast of New Haven, so they've got them where, where they all are put up, um, they're building the world's largest wind farm off mm -hmm. the coast of New Haven, Brighton, and it stretches along uh, pretty much as far as the Isle of Wight. Um, it's massive. And it, it, when I do fly back from France, we fly over it, and you can see all the red lights if you fly back at night, and you just see how many there are. It is fucking vast but they're building these things they build them on this special rig in new haven and then this special rig goes out to sea and places them yeah. um but the amount of concrete metal that, that is that is being used and the amount of process and the resources and they're massive by the way they're oh they're, yeah they're huge um yeah. it's being used to, to put these things up i just sit there and i think how can this be any good for the environment what we're doing here we're destroying how much ocean wildlife is being destroyed from these being just mm. fucking piled yeah. down to the sea bed. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and the bird life yeah and the bird life but let's talk about ocean wildlife for a minute just for a minute because how much ocean wildlife is being destroyed by these fucking masks yeah quite a lot i would imagine you know, all these single-use plastics, all of these disposable masks are essentially single-use plastics. Oh, but we don't have plastic straws anymore, John. Saving no. the environment, don't have plastic straws anymore, but all of these single-use fucking face masks. Have, have you seen the latest one? Um, as of last week or so, things have started popping up places. Like, this is So I've always questioned why there aren't specific biohazard bins for these masks, because if... Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, the, the recyclable bins. They've for now started... Masks. They've started opening up recycling bins for so, these masks. But, um, but hold on. Recycling bins to collect the most dangerous and transmissible pandemic known to man? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so now you can recycle these single-use face masks. Even the Sun, you know, the newspaper, the Sun, mm -hmm. are doing a recycling campaign. They've got the Sun recycling for the face masks, right? So... This is this is how fuck this is that's the smoking gun right there. That this yeah. is one massive fucking scam. Is that these face masks, once you're done with them, you're supposed to need them to protect you and others from this deadly pandemic, right? 
but then you go and dump them in the sun's recycling bin. Come on, guys. C come on. Seriously. That right there is, is, is the very public smoking gun. And, and these people, be it the G7 leaders, be it the leaders of the media, they're laughing at us. I mean, I mean, right back, way back when, when you saw these White House press conferences, even with Donald Trump, and you saw these reporters all sitting there in the White House press pool with their masks on. The second they thought the cameras were off, oh, yeah, the masks were off. off came yeah. all the masks. Yeah. They all know. They all yeah, fucking know. They, they, they know masks don't work. All of our reporters know masks don't work. Of course they do. And, and if, if they don't, then they're not very good at their job. Because the five minutes of basic journalism can tell you that masks do not protect against an upper respiratory virus. Yeah, uh, five minutes of basic journalism can do that. So they all know, and yet they go along with the pantomime. Mm -hmm. And it's it, once again, it's um, Chrissy says, don't start me on the fucking mask. There was a horrible story on Facebook, so I can't really verify, about a puppy eating one on a wall that oh. couldn't be saved by the vet. If you want to wear one, do but put the fucking things in a bin when you are done. You know, the amount, I don't know what it's like there in France, John, but here, the amount of mask litter, it is everywhere. France, it's France everywhere. is weird. France is weird. It's a really weird country because in some respects, it's like being back in the 80s. Right? Yeah. It's really well behind the times and everything's different pace of life and you actually forget what day it is. Good. I mean, sometimes we have to go, what day is it today? Is it Tuesday or is it Thursday? You know, you... you it is absolutely like being back in the 80s, but, um, and I don't mean that you forget the day because you're drugged up all the time. I mean, yeah. it's just a different pace of life. But yeah, there's no, drunk. yeah, there's <laughs> no, there is no litter. France is so clean. I mean, this isn't Paris, right? Because Paris doesn't, Paris isn't France. Like London isn't the UK. Like, yeah. You know, Munich and Berlin isn't Germany or whatever. So all the big and New York's not America. So rural France and and generally even big town, small city France is so bloody clean. There is nothing on the streets apart from dog shit. Yeah, they don't have this pick after the pick up after the dog thing, but so it's everywhere. Well, it's not everywhere. It's actually getting better because I've started putting like dog uh, bags and things for free on on the walls and towns and things, so you can use a dog bag and not have to even pay for it. Because yeah. they're wanting people to get around to that. So it's actually starting to get there. But you got you got to keep an eye out for dog shit, which you don't <laughs> need to really do in the UK anymore. Well, but well, apart from that, there's no litter. No, I mean, like, when my wife takes the dog out for a walk, she always makes sure she takes out the shit bags and yeah, every, yeah. everything of the sort. She cleans up after the dog. Um, but but I, I think so. We must be the polar opposites there because we're, we're pretty good at cleaning up the dog shit in this country, but it appears we're not good at fucking cleaning up anything else. Oh, exactly. Um, I mean, I, I remember when they were having the... Do you remember when they had the uh, the Commonwealth Games in Glasgow? Yeah, well, that was a while back. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. It was only like what four or five years ago or something. Well, probably a bit seven, eight, maybe. Oh, well, okay. But anyway, they had the Commonwealth Games of Glasgow, and I remember thinking, "What did they do with all the chewing gum?" Yeah. <laughs> the first time I went to Glasgow, I thought the streets were maybe the rubber. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, what, my, that bad? my dad has. Uh, 
mysteriously returned to Glasgow. He, ret uh, he returned to Glasgow on Monday morning. Um, and we haven't heard from him since. So that's a bit worrying. Um, probably not worry about it. Huh? It's probably in a pub. <laughs> well, I, well, I hope that's all it is because it was all a very, very, very strange situation. Like late Sunday night, he booked a plane ticket and then flew off Monday morning and uh, used the excuse because he did live up there and he moved back down in November. Yeah. Um, and he used the excuse that he was going to go and try and sort out his van. Uh, that he's got up there, right? Uh -huh. But it's but first of all, he's midway through a large job here, um, right? And second of all, it was the 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 speed and urgency of it. Like quickly, late Sunday night, booked a plane ticket, flew off Monday morning. So right. I don't believe a I don't believe a word he's saying. There's obviously something going on, probably with his ex or, or the kids or something yeah. like that. Um, that he's had to fly off and uh, so out. Uh, they're not his kids, but um, he's basically raised them since they were, yeah. You know, um, uh, and there's obviously something that's happened, uh, but he's, he's not talking to us. But I, I, hope, I, hope, I hope everything works out and everything's okay. Well, I hope so too, and I hope he flies back down as soon as possible. To be honest, because it was very bad for him, and it was very bad for his mental health to be there. Quite mm -hmm. frankly, he hated it there, and um, it, it, hopefully, he is just going to sort out his van. But it just doesn't that does, that that excuse doesn't chime with me in, yeah. in the manner that things were done. Um, but but yeah, he's back in Glasgow right now. Um, and like I said, like you say, like the, the chewing gum was something even he would talk about. Um, yeah. he, he fucking hates it there. Yeah. Uh, and um, I, I just I, it's it's not a nice place, and, it, and it's Mary Hill as well. Oh, and Glasgow, Glasgow City Centre is brilliant for a new, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, uh, no, 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 I can I can see that being the case as well, right? But um. But this oh, it is used to be. I, I don't know if you've heard of Mary Hill. Mary Hill. Oh um, yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's... You, got me, you remember I was a cop for yes. seventeen years. I worked in Glasgow. Oh. I was in. I was in the firearms unit. I was in the traffic unit in Glasgow. Right. So I've been round Mary Hill a few times. So it's Mary Hill where they live. Um, right. And uh, okay. the... it's not Lamb Hill, is it? I'm not sure. So, so, but one thing I will tell you is that the mother, right? So he raised his granddaughter, or technically, not technically his granddaughter, his missus's granddaughter, but yeah. he ra he raised her from the age of two or three because the mother's in prison for attempted murder. <laughs> the mother's in prison for attempted murder. Was initially on, in prison for drugs offences, and then got released, um, and, and then. Um, um, Tried to kill someone. Bloody hell. Yeah. Yeah, that's Mary Hill. That's, that's the sort of... Oh, yeah. It kind of is Mary Hill, yeah. That, that's the environment, isn't it? Quite, quite... I'm not I'm not being derogatory about it. You know, I, I wouldn't like to be there again. Put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, especially as an English person, I felt very uncomfortable. Um, yeah, you would. Yeah. No, they're, not they're, exactly known for their inclusiveness. Very, very anti-English. And I think that's um, another reason why my dad... Being there is not good for him um, because he hates it. And 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 the the Scottish in our family is actually on my mother's side, not on my father's side. Um, but he was the one that ended up living in bloody Glasgow. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't make it up. Couldn't make it up. Sauron Sauron says he's only been to Glasgow a couple of times. Uh, Chrissy says Glasgow is ace for a night out, much better than Edinburgh. 
Yes, I agree. I agree. I've never been to Edinburgh. Edinburgh would be a nice place to go and visit, though. Edinburgh, Edinburgh's all right. It's about up itself. Ah, uh, yeah. See, that that's 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 fine by me. Being, being, being a place being a bit up itself, as long as it's actually you know something to do, then 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 I'm okay. I mean, I'm not a big stickler for a night out, so to speak, anymore because I don't drink. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, I I like doing things I, I like things that involve adrenaline still to this day despite the fact i'm a fucking cripple right yeah. um I, I i quite like doing things like when i eventually end up fully wheelchair bound which i imagine will come in about 10 years time or so um i hope not before that put it that way uh the first thing i've said to my wife i want to do is be strapped into a bungee in my wheelchair and thrown off a bridge that's, that's the type of person that I am. I, I, my, my dream is to be thrown out of a plane. I really want to jump out of a plane. Something I would love to do. Um, big roller coasters. That's why I work with the theme parks. That's mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. That's that's me. I like doing things and feeling like on the edge quite mm-hmm. quite a lot. Um, yeah. So if there's stuff to do like that, then I'm quite happy. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's me. Um, so what's that? Chrissy says, you are all welcome any time. The only problem, Chrissy, is that right now you're being led by a two-foot-tall dictator. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and that two-foot-tall dictator <laughs> uh, would uh, probably try and personally... Uh, you know, she's blocked me on Twitter, John. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, Cranky's blocked me. Um, she don't like me. No, um, I managed to get blocked by Steve Baker yesterday as well. I saw that. I yeah, saw man- that. managed to get managed to get blocked by Steve Baker. I'm quite proud of that one. Yeah, I don't um, know how I don't know how she hasn't blocked me because I've tried as hard as I can, but she just see, won't. For me, it was uh, when she congratulated Jacinda Ardern on winning re-election. Mm-hmm. I simply said, "Not surprising that you congratulated a fascist." And yeah. that got me blocked. That's what got me blocked by Nicholas Sturgeon. Just a, not not surprising that you congratulated a fascist because, you know, heavily insinuating, in fact, no, I'm going to say directly, Nicholas Sturgeon is a fascist, but um, socialist cunt cranky, uh, saw our uncles, huh? Um, and Chrissy says, I'm a lock, lucky bastard being blocked by Nippy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's calling this country Sturgenistan. Yeah. <laughs> Someone uh, saying, oh, that two foot tall woman, lol. Uh, Steve Baker is so disappointing, says Sore Arm here in the chat. Uh, disappointing is an understatement. He's, I think he's a snake. I, I think if there is such a thing as controlled opposition, that's Steve Baker. Mm-hmm. It's. Yeah. It's, it, well, are some of these protest leading groups that as well? We've discussed it before. Mm-hmm. I'm still leaning towards maybe, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, but, but that man, he'll cry freedom, right? He'll, yeah. Oh, oh, what, what they're doing is wrong. What has he actually done? I, I, I mean, Dissent Media, my second, you know, the dissent media profile that's not blocked by Steve Baker just issued an open invitation to Steve Baker to come and appear 
Um, in fact, he can appear with us here at Chasing Descent to actually answer some real questions, to answer some real questions like, what have you actually done to try and get our liberties back, Steve? What, what steps have you taken to try and remove this tyrannical government, Steve? Mm -hmm. what, what are you doing that marries up to what you are saying? Because from where I'm sitting, the answer's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it would be good to get these people in the, under the spotlight, wouldn't it? Well, the thing is, they will never come to a journalist like me because I'll actually ask them some real questions. Yeah. I'll, put them, I'll put them on the spot. I won't give them... And, and the thing is, if they try and give me the, the same type of fobbing off uh, answer that's not an answer, they would give someone like Julia Hartley Brewer. I would, I, I, I'm not Julia, and I would push it. Like, Julia's kind of... She's nearly there. Julia's... Ju, Julia's okay. But yeah. she won't... Um, she won't possibly she won't she possibly she won't persist with with a line of questioning whereas i will i i, I would persist to the point where it made them scream mm -hmm. i would just continue sitting there and asking the, the same question over and over again with a deadpan face what are you doing what are you doing Paxman. well this, this is it uh, 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 even shalini in my chat um says here you will give them hell and i will yeah. Because I would, I would, I would do what the, the media in this country have failed to do for the last sixteen months, which is hold these pricks to account. Yeah. Um, our media just parrot the government line. They don't. Oh, what happened to Paxman? What happened to Paxman? He's an old white man. That's what happened to Paxman. Yeah, but he was actually quite good. Yeah, what but he's, an, he's he's an old white man, and, and the, uh. the, the BBC's diversity quotas say no old white men. That's that's just the way. It, that's how. That's basically the reason GB News exists is because Andrew Neil was pissed off because he was sacked for being an old white man. Yeah, yeah. That's the and so he's gone on a, what he calls a war on woke and created his own fucking news channel. Yeah, it's not gonna work. Well, I I I, I hope I. Well, it, it may, I, I hope GB News does what every other news organisation has refused to do and tries to hold this government to account. But I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't see them doing it. And I guarantee you, I don't know, I haven't watched the channel yet, but I'm going to go and watch an hour or so of GB News a bit later. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to look for the pandemic adverts. Yeah. I'm going I'm to... You can forget it. Exactly. If, if we've got government advertising, if we've got, you know... Save the NHS, save lives, protect the NHS, fucking hand space, face, uh, whatever. If all of that bollocks is on there, that is it. They're not impartial. They will not hold the government to account because they will be sucking from the government money dick. Yeah. And, and once you're doing that, once you're doing that, um, how can you hold the government to account? I mean, even talk radio, like I say, even talk radio, John, all mm -hmm. of the time, have got the COVID adverts yeah, running on, on the talk radio. Yeah. And then you get people like Mark Dolan that censor anti-lockdown people. You get people like Julia Hartley Brewer who talk a good anti-lockdown game, but mm -hmm. don't they don't hold the feet to the fire enough. They don't. Because she'll start laughing, you know, when a, when a, when a politician is yeah. not answering the question. Whereas I would get fucking genuinely angry. Because yeah. these people that work in Parliament, these people that work in Number 10, Boris Johnson, they're, ultimately they're our employee. Ultimately, we are their boss, and they are supposed to be accountable to us, not the other way around. 
Yep, a hundred percent behind you. Right, I think we call it tonight. I think we'll so. see you. Yeah, I think I think that's been a very a very interesting, productive, funny, and poignant conversation. Indeed, and it's good night from him. And it's good night from Mr. John. <laughs> Catch us next week. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Uh, don't forget to go to decentmedia.co.uk and give John some money. As well. And chasingliberty.life. Yeah, go there and give him money. You should Cheers. do that. Right, Thank bye. You. Bye. <laughs>